the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So our, our theme um, today, if there, if there is a theme for these, these readings, is um, the glory of, of being in Christ, even in the midst of, of suffering and death, um, which, is, which is sort of a, a departure from the last few weeks as we've been reading the Acts of the Apostles, uh, where 3,000 people were numbered after Peter preached. And last weekend, the Lord added to their number day by day as the disciples gathered in homes and ate and drank and prayed and worshipped and celebrated the Lord's Supper and everything was rosy and glorious. And um, even chapter 6 of, of, of Acts, um, the church is booming so much that seven others had to be set apart as deacons so they could do the work and ministry of the gospel and feed widows and make sure that Neighbors for Neighbors was running smoothly in, in Jerusalem and the people had their food and they got everything that they needed, right? And, um, and but others were not sort of content. Stephen, you see the power of the Holy Spirit, it might be, we might think it's fine to sort of set apart people just to do this specific task. Uh, but the amazing thing is God doesn't, isn't really interested in, in your sort of church growth movement. And Stephen began to preach and proclaim and did uh, great wonders and signs. He was one of the deacons who was set apart. And, um, and there, were, there were people in the local synagogues who were annoyed by this. And they disputed with him. And they didn't understand um, the wisdom of the Spirit. And more, more than not understand the wisdom of the Spirit were enraged by the wisdom of the Spirit and basically charged him with speaking against Moses and against God and about the holy places of the temple and was, was um, charged similarly to, to the way Jesus was about speaking against the temple and they dragged him um, for the high priest and were, were ready to stone him and, and basically He's given his sort of last words, right? His last testimony. Jesus mostly just stood there silence. Um, but Stephen chose to speak. And uh, we're not going to read the whole, the whole passage. It's about the longest passage. But if you want a good synopsis of the Old Testament, and you don't really feel like reading the Old Testament, just read Acts chapter 7. And I'll give you a little, little of it right now. And, and you, have, you have a good... Part of it, of the covenant of Abraham, who God called to, to leave his place and to follow, um, to set up, um, and, he, and he then moving on to Jacob and to Joseph, who was sold into slavery. And then when there was a famine in the land of Egypt, um, interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh, and he's put in charge of everything, and the whole the whole people of Abraham came down to Egypt and settled there and they were rescued from the famine because God's covenant promise continued to bless and to persevere. But then there came a time when a curse of Pharaoh rose up who didn't remember Joseph 
and put Israel into slavery and wanted to kill all the babies. And then Moses um, was rescued and became um, a part of the people. But again and again, people, um, even though even though God had, had raised up Moses to be the deliverer of, of Israel and led them through the Red Sea um, into the land of promise, they rejected Moses and said, where did he even go? Give us... Give us, uh, make us an idol to worship in the golden calf. And um, even though Moses gave you the tent, uh, the holy tent that God had promised, um, and then David wanted to build the temple, Solomon finally built the temple. And you people, it ends with, um, yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You have received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. And then when they heard these things, they were enraged. <laughs> and they ground their teeth at him. And here's where our, our passage finally picks up today. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he says, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the hand of God. They cried out with a loud voice and they stopped their ears and rushed together at him and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And, falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he fell asleep. And so, um, as, as he's being charged, Stephen's being charged with not keeping um, the law of Moses, and not adhering to the holy place, um, Stephen basically right gives this gives this sermon about how you hold Moses near and dear, and yet again and again and again Moses was rejected. Again and again and again, um, you descendants, so to, so to speak, um, as he called them out. Uh, continued to deny even the message of what Moses was giving, deny um, and, and continue to seek something greater, like a temple, which is not where the Most High dwells. The Most High dwells in heaven. You reject God continually. You reject the prophets. You um, stiff-necked, uncircumcised of heart people. And then they, then, then it's such a great image, right? Um, as as he's as um, Stephen continues to proclaim the glory of Jesus as they're about to stone him, they just stop their ears, sort of like your kids when you tell them no, like there's no dessert tonight, like no, I don't want to, you know, there's no more TV, no, I'm not listening to you, I don't hear anything you have to say, right? I don't want to hear the message of the gospel. And amazing things. What, is, what does Stephen do as this takes place? He, 
imitates Jesus and basically says, Lord, forgive them. Like Jesus on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Stephen says, Lord, forgive them. Which is similar to this passage in, in 1 Peter, which is, is a passage about um, suffering in continuing to understand our identity even in the midst of suffering. Um, they want to know why. Right? The church was going so great. The church, you know, all of our, all of our, everything should be, should be great and rosy and glorious. Now that I have Jesus, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Um, and, and, um, I could face tomorrow so long as tomorrow is great. Um, right? Live, laugh, love. You know, we, I have the sampler. It's on my pillow. It's on my wall. I, I don't, I'm not laughing very hard right now. Right? Um, we're, we're being persecuted and we're suffering um, terrible fate. And Peter says, how I wish, how I wish that you would, you would, um, receive, become like infants and receive the spiritual milk. And now this is different than that um, passage I think that Paul's writing in Corinthians when he says um, it's in Corinthians or Hebrew, I can't remember. But there's this passage that, that's where you're sort of being criticized for being continuously on spiritual milk and not onto solid food, right? There's, and, and so we remember that this isn't that. Uh, this is be like a holy infant and receive the spiritual milk that you have from, from Jesus. Put aside everything else. Understand who you are and who you belong to. You are a living stone built into this new holy temple. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy priesthood of God. You are a new um, member. You have been, you have been um, forgiven. You have been blessed. You are a new nation. You've been drawn in. This, this, all this of who you are. You are a new people of God because of Jesus. Put aside all these other things. And then it says something that we, that we um, too often get wrong. And you get wrong even because that's sort of what we do, right? We want, we want the formula. Um, it says, they stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people. They stumble because they disobey the word. And we think we need to obey the word, not be like those who stumble. We need to obey the rules, not be like those, because then we are a, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, once we were um, not a people, but now we are God's people. Not, once we had not received mercy, but now we receive mercy. And, and too often we get hung up on the word as being sort of like keep the rules, keep the formula so that we can be like, oh, but that's not the word that's being talked about here. The word that we're talking about here is the word made flesh, Right? We need, to, we need to take the spiritual milk, unstop our ears, and receive the word. 
Because we are a holy nation, a chosen people, a royal priesthood. We are people of God. And what that means is when we, when we obey the word, it's, it's, it's almost the exact opposite of, of doing something, of doing the right things, of following the rules. In fact, it's, it's completely different. It's embracing the person of Jesus and seeking after Jesus and living like that, like that glorious sight of being willing, even in the midst of suffering and persecution, to forgive, to love, to bless, to understand that we are a chosen people and a royal priesthood, not because of anything that we did. We didn't do anything except receive the grace and love and mercy of God. Right, this is just like um, what John the Baptist says, God can raise up descendants of Abraham out of these rocks. Don't presume that you've done anything great just because you're a descendant of Abraham. This is what Peter's saying, the similar type thing. You are a chosen people because you have the love and grace and glory of God in you. Which leads us to, to the gospel lesson where Jesus emphasizes that again and again. Right? I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. This is, this is our reading. We, we, most of us have heard this reading more than most of the other gospels, I think, in John's gospel because it's the funeral reading. Right? This is the reading. When we, come to, when we come to funerals, almost always this is the reading that gets read at the gospel Partly because it says, I am going to prepare a place for you. In the midst of this time, in the midst of this trouble, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of death, in the midst of sickness, I'll be there. I'm here. I am going to prepare a place for you. I am going to be with you. When you look at me, you can see God. When you see me, you see God. And I'm going to, to go um, to another place and send forth the Holy Spirit so that you will be blessed while you're here. But in the meantime, I'm also going to prepare a place for you in the future. That you can always um, be in the presence of God's love and God's grace. These are not these are not um, necessarily fun passages, right? To to preach, as far as things go, we like it way better when we when we leave church, like rah rah raw, amazing things happen when we're with God. But, but in many ways, this is the amazing reality of the gospel where we're, we're invited to unstop our ears, where we're, we're invited to open our eyes, we're invited to be like infants and drink the spiritual milk. 
we're invited to embrace the love and grace and glory of Jesus. That, that suffering is not something that Christians are immune from. Um, suffering is things that we can withstand because we know that Christ is with us. That Christ has empowered us, that the Holy Spirit is with us. We can face tomorrow. Because the love and grace and glory of God is with us and it's not by anything that we do. We're not called to a new, better, holy life of, of works in order to achieve this. We're only called to focus upon Christ as the Word. And when we have that, stumbling blocks are removed for us because Jesus um, becomes the way, the truth, and the life in which we're called to live and called to, to bless and to serve. And it's in that that we can face each day together as a living stone and as a royal priesthood and as a chosen people.